0: what's up everybody welcome to the combo church podcast my name is craig
1: and my name is kara and we are the lead pastors of combo church if you are listening on ComboChurch.com, itunes or spotify make sure you subscribe follow and like we love it when you share with your family and friends and we would love it if you would leave us a great review
0: our prayer for you is that the message today will inspire purpose encourage life and build faith in you enjoy Enjoy the the message we're going to get to the word today, so I want to introduce one of our amazing leaders, Andrew Collins, her and her husband, Keith. Uh, we, it's hard to say what they do, because they do 75 things. Uh, but more specifically, they oversee all of our convo kit stuff. So much of what happens in the day-to-day, getting ready, putting people together, teams together, happens with, with Keith, and you don't, you don't even really see it. And uh, which is why, because he's either worshiping up here or he's standing back there doing something, getting a chair out for you or getting the place ready. But um, but you got a treat today, so I really hope that you open up your Bibles, open up your hearts, lean into the Word of God. And can you can you all get, do uh, do me a favor and welcome Andrea as she comes to give the Word this morning? All righty. Thank you, all you,
1: thank, you. thank you. Well, it is my pleasure. Honestly, it doesn't. It doesn't ever come without a little bit of nervousness when you're asked to stand up here and share the word of God. You know, it, it looks a little different than when you're just meeting one on one, which I'm like, I can do that all day long and I can talk about God all day long. But um, it looks a little different when you get up here, but it, it really is um, my pleasure to be up here and um, have your attention and be able to just share the Word of God with you. So um, I was thinking of Chantelle. She shared a few weeks ago, and um, she talked all about, like, yes, like your yes. I'm looking for her. I thought she was over here somewhere. There she is. Thanks, Chantel. <laughs> Thanks for the challenge. No, actually, I'm always up for a good challenge. And um, talking about my Lord and Savior actually really isn't much of a challenge to me. I think where the pressure comes is that I want to be a clear communicator so that you can all capture what I'm trying to say here today um, following up last week I just really felt there was a shift here last week and so um, I feel like we're living in exciting times there's lots going on as we all have experienced different things on different levels um, in different moments throughout throughout the year but throughout our life um, I, I think as a people you know we're not um, we've all had things that we have faced but today, in baptism we witnessed the kindness of God and that struck me so much the last few weeks um, as tensions increasingly grow in our world um, I've had several situations out and about where I walked away from them and I just thought wow a little kindness Goes a long ways. And that was just like resounding, um, resounding in my head. And so I'm like, wow, God, you are so kind. And when I was asked to preach today after baptisms, well, I kind of was like, am I going to be able to get up there and do that? Because I get so emotional during baptism. I, I just think it's such a beautiful, a beautiful uh, display of God's kindness. Uh, why you may be thinking, hmm, I never looked at it that way, but um, it reminds me in John fourteen six. 6, um, these are Jesus' words, and he explains, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. Through Jesus, we know our Father. The message is really quite simple. I don't think there's anything I could bring to you that maybe you haven't heard before. Maybe you have heard it. Maybe you're hearing it new for the first time, maybe with fresh ears. And that's my prayer for you. So I just want to open us up in prayer. We've prayed a lot, but um, it um, it helps me knowing. So, Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you for this time. I thank you for this space. Um, I thank you that I get to stand up here um, with all of my brothers and sisters, those I know, those I may not know yet. But God, I just pray that you would um, speak clearly uh, through the words that I'm going to share today. Jesus, we thank you, and this is all about you, Jesus. Amen. All right, so Amy kind of stole my thunder a little bit, but I kind of knew she was going to because, you know, there are so many scriptures in the Bible that talk about baptism and new, new life. And so as I was asking God about today, um, like I just said, it was really like the kindness of God, but it was weaved into in the kindness of God, we are made new. We are made new creations. There are so many scriptures. I actually, as I was preparing for this, um, it got really super big. I don't know if any of you have ever had to prepare, prepare for a presentation or anything. And you have all this information. And you're like, whoa, it's so big. Bring it down. You know? And so I'm just, like, asking God, like, okay, what is it? And it was through the kindness of God how we become new new through baptism, through um, our life in Christ. So I'm gonna go ahead and read it again because I do have it in the Passion Translation. So I'm gonna go through kind of a lot of scriptures. So I'm gonna start with Romans 6, 4. Um, I'm always gonna bring a lot of scripture because that's the inspiration, right? Um, So sharing in death by, you know what, I'm gonna go here because um, my notes may lead me astray because I was writing really fast. So um, Romans 6, we are going to read verse 4. So it says, We have been co-resurrected with him so that we could be empowered to walk in freshness of new life. I love, it, actually I think I'm going to keep going. 6, 4. Let me see, because this is important and I don't really want to read it from my notes. For since we are permanently grafted into him, experience a death like his, then we are permanently grafted into him to experience a resurrection like his and a new life that it imparts. I don't know, guys, but could it be any clearer? I mean, like I said, I could go through so many scriptures talking about new life and, you know, baptism being a representation of when we've accepted Jesus and now we're making a public announcement, essentially, like Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I am going to go in when I go under, I'm dying like Jesus died. And when I come up, I'm being resurrected like Jesus was resurrected into new life. That is so powerful. And I think sometimes it even takes a little bit of a process for each one of us as we're learning to be new. And that's what, that's my main point that I really want you to leave here with today is, you know what? We're learning to be new. We've never actually arrived until we meet Jesus, right? So it is, it is a journey. We're learning to be new. So it couldn't be any clearer that our former identity is now, okay, get this, guys, is now and forever deprived of its power. Deprived of what power? Sin's power. Like, there are so many places in the word that says, like, he doesn't even see that anymore. So um, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, huh, for something to be new, something must die. And I was like, that, again, is a representation of us going down and coming up into new life. Uh, Let's see here. Newness in life, learning to be new. Question for you guys, because I like to ask myself these questions. Are you going to believe what God says about you or are you gonna believe what you say about you or maybe what your family has said about you or I'll share a story. So I got saved in 1998, which feels like a really long time ago now. But um, I remember, I I shared the story last time, but here's one thing about me and I hope this is your story too that you never forget the moment that you met Jesus, because it is one of those things that it's so life-changing, that even though that for me happened in 1998, when I stand up here, and I talk about that moment, I get like, shaky I I mean it was an experience that I'll never forget and let me tell you guys it wasn't maybe what you're thinking in your head right now it was not grand it wasn't fireworks and there were a bunch of people around applauding um it was actually very simple um it was quiet um makes me emotional um but I remember my mother-in-law just sharing the uh, Jesus with me and um and I remember thinking, I want what she has, but I have no idea what that is. Um, and so I just went home that night in my room all by myself, and I just asked Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, if you are real, um, I want you. I want all of you, every bit of it, and I have no idea what that looks like. Um, so it was, it was a very powerful moment um, in my life, but I realized as I was becoming new, I had to make a decision. I had to decide, am I gonna believe who this God that I'm reading about and getting to know in this book, am I gonna believe what he says about me or am I gonna believe what everybody else thinks about me? Because here's here's the truth, I was a little bit of a wild child. And um, it was kind of out of the blue that I came to know Jesus. Um, You know, Keith's parents always used to tell me, oh, we prayed for our kids' spouses. And, you know, then they saw me come, and I can only imagine. Now that my kids are dating, it's like, whoa, this isn't what we were praying for. I mean, I was nice. I wasn't, like, rude. But I surely, I'm sure, is not what they were praying for. Um, So, you know, in my mother-in-law's faithfulness, she hit the floor and, Lo and behold, Jesus answered her prayers. Hallelujah. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so I realized real quick as I was becoming new that I had a choice. Another thing that I realized as I was becoming new, obviously this wasn't my language, guys. I didn't have that kind of language for what was happening to me. But I just realized as I read his word, I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. I mean... Poor Keith got the brunt of all these things because he wasn't there yet. One day he'll have a chance to share his story. But, you know, he's probably just like, what's happening to this fun girl, you know? But it was like, but what I realized, <laughs> what I realized in this, guys, it is kind of funny. I, I was becoming more sin conscious than I was God conscious. And that was a journey for me. Um, I want to read in Romans 6, 11. Let's see here. Here we go. Since you are now joined with him, you must continually view yourself. Okay, guys, sometimes you can't just skim past some of these words that are in here. Since you are now joined with him, you continually, this isn't one time it happened, move on with your life, we're good, right? Um, You must continually view yourself as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal while living daily for God's pleasure and union with Jesus, the Anointed One. I remember one day I was going to Bible study shortly after um, I got saved. And uh, for Christmas, my parents are, you know, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, well, I want a Bible. Like, what? Okay, you know, you have a Bible. I'm like, but I can't understand. It It was like this new King James Bible that I'd had when I was a kid. And I'm like, no, I want something I read. Like, my mother-in-law says I actually can read these words and understand and learn and grow from them. And so I asked for a Bible, and I just remember the challenges of learning to be new is people have a perception and idea about who you are. And so you may be walking in some of those old behaviors, things like that. And meanwhile, you're you're wanting to scream at the mountaintop, like, I'm different. Really, I'm different. Like, this is happening in my heart, and that's happening in my heart. And you want to share everything. And then you kind of just, you know, people that are well meaning and love you. My family loved me. They just didn't understand what was happening because I was becoming new. So I looked different. I talked different. I made different choices. Um, but in that process I realized that it was a continual thing. And so I just kind of chuckle now because I mean 98's a long time ago and I'm like, whoa, I have verbiage for this and it's a journey. Oh that's what they were talking about. It's a journey, but then it became even more profound when I realized that I was learning to be new. So, that was that's exciting. So, let's see here. Here's one other like truth bomb I want to drop on you guys. I read this in my study notes and I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy." So, <laughs> thank you. Okay. So, Romans 6:11, I just read that, but then it goes on to say To beg God for victory over sin is a refusal to understand that we have already died to sin. Okay, guys, those guys that just got baptized right here, all right, if you've been baptized before, you've died to sin. God no longer sees it. He doesn't even know that person anymore. So, okay, here we go. There's awesome stuff here. So you already died to sin. Our joyful task is to believe the good news, going back to who are you going to believe. Are you going to believe what God has to say? Are you going to believe the others that are talking? Rather than seek to crucify ourselves, sin is not suppressed by the cross. Listen to that, guys rather than not to crucify ourselves, sin is not suppressed by the cross. It was eliminated. And that's where I just want you all to stand in a place as you leave here today. What happened here today was one of the most powerful things you will ever experience because these people are new. And as a group of believers Friends, family, we need to gather around these guys because they're becoming new. You're going to hear me say that a whole, a whole lot. Um, let's see here. Staying on task. Colossians 3.10. I want to read that. All right. For you have acquired new creation life. There it is again. Here comes another word, which is continually being renewed in the likeness of the one who created you giving you the full revelation of God. In this new creation life, your nationality makes no difference. This goes so good with celebrating um, Martin Luther King. I read this, and I, I didn't even put it together. But in this new creation life, your nationality makes no uh, no difference, nor your et- ethnicity, education, or economic status. They mattered nothing. For it is Christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us. Kind of shifts the perspective a little bit. I was um, on a hike yesterday, and it was about a six and a half mile hike. And Um, getting out in the woods is just so good for my soul. Like, there's just nothing like it. So I knew, like, I'm like, I got to get outside. I got to hike. So my dear friend Amy and I, we went on a little adventure. And um, I'd been told about this hike um, by my boss. And I said, I think it's like six and a half miles. Um, But I'm not really sure where it starts or where it ends. And I've never been here before. So, um, I mean, I text my son, I'm like, this is our location, if I get lost, you know, did all the the things. But um, as we were hiking, we got like kind of towards the top and um, I kind of geek out on things like, you know, Mount Rose and when my friends pointed out like, this is her face and I'm like, oh my gosh. So every time I'm like, you can see her so well. And I mean, I'm sure my family's like, oh geez. But anyways, we got to the top of this hike and I looked over and I said to Amy, I'm like, this is a totally different perspective um, from, where, from where we had hiked. But it was like you could see you could see her so well. And um, again, like so many moments in my life that are profound are not like, huh, ah, you know. But inside of me, I'm like, whoa. And it just made me think of perspective um, in the process um, of becoming new. Um, Guys, I have some really good news for you. God doesn't see anything wrong with you. As you're learning to be new, because he doesn't see the sin any longer, he doesn't see anything wrong with you, but you know what he does see? He sees what could maybe be missing from our experience with him. And the one thing I love about the kindness of our God is that he is 100% committed to giving you All the good things in new life. So um, it's just, it's super exciting. Um, I love talking about this. So let's not be sin conscious. Let's be God conscious, okay? Um, Okay, so it is January, and... I don't know if any of you guys made New Year's resolutions, whatever. I never do just because, you know, I tried that. It didn't work. Um, But I think as humans, we're always, when I'm talking about being new, I think we're always, um, we're striving. We're striving to um, small things, right? This year I'm going to lose 10 pounds, whatever. But the much bigger things that really trip us up. Things like, okay, I'm gonna finally kick this addiction. I am gonna be intentional in my marriage. I'm gonna be intentional with my kids. I'm gonna be intentional with relationships. I'm gonna stop looking at this and doing that. You know, things that are sin, they go against the heart of God. But I wanna encourage you, if you know Christ Jesus, stop looking at those things. It's repentance, repent, turn the other way. I actually wasn't even going to get into that, but, um, you know, Monday rolls around, and we've tried, and we've strived, and we made a decision to do better, to try harder. Um, It all becomes a cycle, and whether initially it starts out as something that is, like, harmful, like a sin or whatever, so often we find ourselves in a place of, like, this self-loathing, which does become us in it trips us up it it takes us off the path of becoming new although God sees us new we become sin conscious again so we're constantly like resurrecting the dead man and so um I just stop resurrecting the dead man life is life is so much better uh living new um Can I tell you something that was super profound for me in this process, and it actually has only probably been, um, well, since I've been raising my kids, I forget I have a 20-year-old. Jeez, I've been doing this a while now, Um, but I remember I used to say to Griffin, he was our oldest, so he was the guinea pig, poor kid, he will need healing, I'll guarantee it, Um, but I used to, I remember I used to say to him, just be good. Just, you know, like he would be a little kid, like getting in trouble. I was like, just be good. Or, you know, you hear like, you need to obey. You know, like all these things as a parent that actually start creating something within the fabric of our being that actually can become very unhealthy. And a light went on for me one time um, because, I'm never too far from taking life experience, whether it's parenting, being a wife, in relationships. Um, It's kind of like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but I look at that in my own, um, what is it about me? Or what is it, you know, I take responsibility for a lot of things, I don't think in an unhealthy way. But anyways, through this parenting, I realized, wow, God, this is not at all about behavior modification. And I really, as I was learning to be new, I realized, like, I have been walking this journey out a little too sin conscious, a little less God conscious, in a place of behavior modification ah if i could only be better if i could only be good you know i wasn't walking in anything like super you know whatever whether you are you're not whether i'm telling my little guy who's learning to be a human and doing things that would naturally spark his curiosity and here's mom going just be good like just be good and i'm like this is not about behavior modification, because the same Christ that died for me, guys, he died as me. He died as me. He had me in mind. He had you in mind when he went to that cross. So, we are learning every day to be new, and you know what, guys? In it, in it, the most powerful thing happens is, well, he's establishing your identity and who he is. So, there will be a day that no longer do you look at your old self? Because guess what? We're not crucifying him anymore, right? We're not crucifying that old man. So we don't even have sight of that. And you you get to a point and you go, wow, those things are no longer a thing. And you start, like, realizing the growth that happens in you. I want to read um, Romans. I didn't know if these sticky notes were going to be beneficial for me. And I'm kind of thinking they're not for next time. (laughs) Note to self, because, you know, you've got all these sticky notes, and you're like, which one do I go to? Um, Let's see. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for being in the process with me. Let's see. Remember this, okay? This is Romans 6, 14. Sin will not conquer you, for God already has. Guys, I'm getting really close to wrapping up because um, I don't actually speak long and I've, I've said a lot about being new. Don't be sin conscious, be God conscious. But one thing I want you to remember is this is all about Jesus. This is all about Jesus. Um, so often we elevate ourselves in a place where we can be so spiritual, and forget the spirit. We can be so wanting to do the good that we forget why we're even wanting to be good, right? So anyways, I just want to encourage you all, it is all about Jesus. And I'm going to ask Kara, do you want to come on the keys? Um, So guys... As we love Jesus, there's something really cool that happens. Uh, we're, We're unlocking his heart, our hearts being unlocked to see the wonder and the beauty of his glory. As soon as you can stop defining yourself through your failures, something powerful is gonna happen that you can't make happen through behavior modification. This isn't something that you're doing in your own strength. This is something that as you seek Jesus, guys, the super cool thing is, is it's all in this book. Like everything is in this book. And I tell you what, I love the Bible. If you haven't gotten it, I highly encourage you make it a regular part of your life. Every day every day and you know what call me religious, nope I love Jesus and I want to know him more and I know one of the most powerful ways to know my Savior more is to be in his word every day, learning and growing it's a supernatural thing it's something we can't explain can you, when you think about Christ? dying as you, if you could just close your eyes for a minute and imagine the enormity of that, because we've heard the story of Jesus on the cross. We've probably seen movies of Jesus dying on the cross, whether it's cartoons or like The Passion of the Christ, which was much more. Um, Close your eyes and just think when he was on that cross, he was there as you. And I just want to sit in that for just a second. But I also don't want to let today pass without giving you all an opportunity to know him. Whether you're asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior for the first time, or maybe you've done it before, it doesn't matter. I want to invite you in to this relationship with Jesus. So, if you could, if you if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, I want you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm not going to ask you to do anything, but I want you to raise your hand because I want to pray with you. Last week in kids, I was in kids last week. Um, I'm in there a lot, and it just so happened. I just guys, God just works these things. It, it never amazes to blow my mind. I'm in kids and it's all about baptism and it's all about knowing Jesus. And I'm like, God, why else am I here other than the great joy of sharing your good news? This is good news. And so we got the opportunity to share the gospel with our kids. And there is just this sweet little guy And um, just like I'm doing here, I said, you know what? If you want to know Jesus, just raise your hand. And this little boy's hand went up, and it was amazing. And then I got to describe to him how all of heaven is rejoicing. There's a party going on, and I want to do that today. So if you want to know Jesus today, raise your hand. Nobody's looking around. It's between you and God, and I want to say a prayer with you. So I'll just give you a moment just going to sit in this moment for a second. So pray this prayer with me, whether you decided to give your life to Jesus today, or you have before. I just want, I want us to pray together. I'm going to actually read it and just go ahead in your own, wherever you are right now, just sitting there, just repeat these words silently, out loud, whatever you're comfortable with. Jesus, you are the light of the world. I want to follow you passionately, wholeheartedly. I've realized my sin had separated me from you. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you for paying the price for my sins. And I trust your finished work on to rescue me, Jesus. I know you are the son of God. I know you were raised and I know that you live eternally, Jesus. Thank you for new life. Amen. One more scripture, guys, I'm going to leave you with. John 5, 24. I speak to you in eternal truth. If you embrace my message and believe in the one who sent me, you will never face condemnation. For in me, you have already passed from the realm of death into the realm of new life. Your sentence is innocent. You are not guilty he looks at you and he loves you in a way that he doesn't see it so i want to encourage you today as you're learning to be new as you're seeking jesus as you're getting in his word communicate with god through prayer spend time with others who know jesus and most of all Thank you again for
0: joining us on the Combo Church podcast. Special shout out to those who give so generously to Combo Church. It's because of you that this ministry is even possible. If you wanna sow into the ministry, go to combochurch.com and simply click the give button. It's that easy. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, follow, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Combo Church. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you tune in to the next episode of the Combo Church
1: Podcast.